Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. In today's world, chaos is the only certainty. Over the last several years, we have witnessed the impossible occur in global events. The need for families and individuals to not only survive, but to thrive is now greater than ever. Experts the world over have emphasized the importance of generating additional forms of income. In the technologically advanced world we live in today, what if there was a way that we can use technology-powered AI where we can have algorithms do the work for you? Well, thanks to Algo Factory, that is exactly what we did. We teach you not only to leverage the market and carve out profits in the chaos, but we show you how to have a better quality of life by creating your own custom algorithm that trades on your behalf 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All the while, you can continue with your day-to-day -day responsibilities, checking in when needed on your trades that is working for you. Many clients of Algo Factory have been able to fund their savings, go on dream vacations, and even quit their nine to five jobs. They have created more time for themselves and more time for their families, all through the power of advanced AI and their personal custom algorithm, Algo Factory. Trade your job, upgrade your life. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. He is back, the one and only fellas, the absolute pontiff's pontiff of the Trash Panda, the Church of the Trash Panda himself. Velas is here. He's going to take us deep into the deep state and all the happenings happening around the world, things that you should be watching, things that are on and should be on your radar screen. And when you get a hold of Velas, you can get him into the, you can find him lurking in the Discord. And to get into the Discord, the link is in the description box, folks. It's right there. And also check out our paid sponsors, Algo Factory, folks. Algo, what, what the heck did I just do? What did I do? There it is. Okay, so I, I hit the wrong button. Algo Factory, trade your job, upgrade your life. Amazing, amazing, amazing sessions, cowboy and myself are having with all the people that are in Algo Factory. They are learning, they are growing, and it makes my heart explode to see the progression and the results and the education that are being imparted to these people. You learn through immersion. 
algofactory.tech. Trade your job, upgrade your life, take your life seriously, take your money seriously, join Algo Factory. And also, folks, check out FJB Balloons. Oh, my God, I'm doing it again. I'm screwing it up. Hold on. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, there it is. I'm sorry about that. Okay, cool. Yes, FJ Balloons, folks. FJ Balloons. Support Rogue. We have this new NFT initiative that we're doing. Um, amazing Rogue 2.0. And some amazing things with the new decentralized, uncensorable Rogue News 3.0 built on Web3, built on the blockchain. It's coming. Show your support. Help us to get this out and running. And to support the content creators like uh, Velas, we're trying to raise funds to take care of everybody. That's what we're trying to do. And uh, we're in the process of doing that. FJB Balloons, uh, the link is in the description box. There's only 999 uh, of these made. We've already sold a few hundred of these. So get yours while you can. And with that being said, fellas, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm good, sir. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I, I have some, uh, I've seen some, I, I don't know if you've seen the latest NATO exercises, but I, I have a, um, a video to show you really quick. It's, it's comparing <laughs> NATO's exercises uh, with the Russians and how much more advanced the NATO and, and the Western military is in comparison to their Russian counterparts, that on a, on a battlefield, they would absolutely destroy the Russians. Now, it wouldn't even be close, fellas. I don't even think it'd be close. I think, I think uh, here it is. Oh yeah. Let, let, me, let me back this up. Let me back this up. Okay. Yeah, look at that. NATO up top. Yeah. Yeah, baby. NATO, EU all the way. I can't wait for the EU army. That's right. They're ready, man. Yeah, the German army for years has battled with, this is no joke, folks, with being one of the most overweight military forces in all of Europe, Easily. which is a It's all the schnitzel. You know, you, drink, you eat all that delicious schnitzel. Schnitzel. And you, you drink all that delicious beer. That's what happens, man. It turns you fat and then makes you part of the Rainbow Coalition. Yeah, baby. Oh, man. So. I mean, they look like they're ready for World War III. I don't know about you, Velas, but they look like they're ready for World War III, man. Yeah, and that's. Uh, um, what do you call it? That's. Uh, <laughs> that's up there with the clip you showed Gus on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The new, the new America. Yeah, I see the new America every time I'm in Los Angeles, and mm-hmm. every single on and off ramp, folks. If there's any grass of any kind or anything like that, it's just tents, you know, and whole streets. I mean, you know, it, it kills me too when I see on the news the various cities, whether it's certain parts of Phoenix, are now saying, "Oh, geez, we have a homeless problem." Um, yeah. Phoenix gets hot in the summer. I mean, it's already May. It's going to start getting Phoenix kind of hot here shortly. Um, you know, the old joke is if you're going to be homeless, you want to do it in California, both for the benefits and the weather. Um, but I have to wonder sometimes whether or not Phoenix is cleaning up some of the problems they have simply because um, they don't want people dying on the streets. That that might get out. Um <laughs> Plus, I'm traveling to a major city next week on the East Coast that has an airport uh, that's known for its violence. 
I've had to warn the oh, people I'm working which, with. Which wonderful city is this, man? Uh, Baltimore. Oh, that's great. Yeah. The, the only thing that would have gotten my attention more is if somebody said we had to travel to uh, Philly. And if somebody said we had to travel to Philly, I'm not going. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when, when Mike Moore, as a native Philly native, starts talking about dead bodies laying in the street where relatives of his who work in law enforcement are being told by their colleagues, don't stop the car, are you crazy? Just leave it there. We never stop off in this section of town. Um, so some housekeeping items, folks. Uh, show today on the 12th. There will be no show for Vellus next week on the 19th. I'll be traveling. I'll be back on the 26th. And then happy, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there uh, on Sunday. Or to your moms, or if you are a mom, or whatever it may be. So, uh, the amazing Polly. Uh, I love Polly's work. Uh, and uh, as many of you know, she's been fighting a lonely fight up there in Canada against not just the system. Uh, but her Canadian system to boot. Uh, they even cut off her bank accounts at one point. Um, she's slowed down her content of late, and I certainly understand why. Uh, she's battled burnout before. I brought that up on a prior show. Um, two kind of interesting things of late for Polly. The first is Brendan O'Connell has discovered her. Uh, he's noted he likes her work, but in typical Brendan fashion, he's frustrated that uh, he wishes she would say more about our friends on the Levant. Uh, in my opinion, that's a byproduct of his ha not having had enough time to view her material. She's raised the specter of the Mossad and others many times. Um, I just don't think he's seen that content. Uh, the other thing is, is Polly's been under a fair amount of attack lately, out of the blue. Obviously, well, she, she's you know she's not enjoying the freedom. That's why you know she's, right you know the overwhelming free freedom. freedom comes for you when you're not enjoying freedom, bro. Uh, obviously something uh, about the topics she's been covering lately has pissed somebody off. Uh, what, what has she been covering? Well, the usual globalist leader plans, the trans topic, lies of alternative media and Silicon Valley executives who want to live forever. Um, if you have a chance, go send her a couple of bucks on her website, which is www.amazingpolly.net. Um, I've contributed a couple of bucks to her over the years to, to help her keep doing what she does. Uh, John Singleton from his show on Tuesday, May 2nd. Uh, some really powerful stuff uh, on that program. Themes we've said often on Rogue, uh, and I know many of you struggle with the whole legal thing. Um, we've offered several resources on prior shows as well as guidance on that topic. Uh, and as usual, we are not attorneys. We are not dispensing legal advice. Um, if you feel you need more in that regard, um, send me a digital message or a DM on Discord with specifics, and I'll work with the others on Rogue to see what we can do to address your, your specific questions or areas that you may have of interest. Um, who knows, perhaps John, me, and some others can do a roundtable kind of thing at some point in the future. One of John's comments on that program was, and I quote, the U.S. government considers encryption a munition under the law, unquote. Oh, uh, yes. And this sense. is why the, the U.S. government keeps harping about national security behind everything, because they've labeled anything cryptological as ammunition. But while we're on the topic, do not forget either, in 1996, the United States military developed a field manual, known as Field Manual 100-6 to be specific, who created a new term in military operations known as GIE, Golf Indico Echo. Uh, which translates as global information environment, who contains information processes and systems that are beyond the direct influence of the military. 
military commanders uh, had to begin adopting information dominance, and GIE would form that uh, from that moment forward be a crucial element for quote unquote operating effectively in the battle space. Of course, when you start dealing with the government, as I've done, and you've worked for some of these think tanks and so on, um, you tend to find that words like battle space can pretty much mean everything from your kids' toys to watching the weather channel. So it's a pretty broad interpretation by folks operating in that world. So this is why dominating personal information and related behavior of individuals is critical to both corporations and the military. It's also why they're trying to prop up the legal basis for their right to have access. It's why your moves or actions to fight back need to be legally centered on your personal property rather than fighting people on the topic of quote-unquote national security. As we often say on Rogue, and just repeat what I said a moment ago, we are not attorneys. We are not dispensing legal or financial advice. You perform your own research. We can often point you, though, in the right direction. Uh, remember what our friend Bill has said often. You need to start with attacking everything from the perspective of property, and that includes your kids, by the way, and the amendments to the Constitution, like the Sixth Amendment. This is also why in the chat of John's program, several of us were going off about why high-profile people must protect their personal image and likeness as it is a major liability to them. It's why they must act quickly if someone says something about them or uses their likeness in an advertisement. Your image of who you are is your property. If you do not act and act in the right way, that can become public domain, and then you have a whole host of new problems. As I mentioned in the comments section of John's program, I know the following factually. Uh, when Mark Hurd was the CEO of NCR, and then later on when he went to Oracle, he had a team. Uh, I heard from people directly working on his staff that it was three to five senior people who always followed Hurd everywhere he went. Uh, these were forensics experts and legal experts combing the public media and internet for any mention of Heard. I can say this factually because I know one of the people that were part of the team. Now, I'm using him as an example for several reasons. First, Mark Heard passed away back in 2019, so his army of the undead has moved on to other things. Second, Heard was not alone as C-level executives in what I'm about to say. Um, I've had Fortune 50 level execs that were retired, and I've shared this with all of you on prior shows, that were working with me in Washington, D.C. for a private consulting practice I was part of. And the stories these executives used to tell me after work would just be things that would keep you up at night. I mean, I probably learned more from them in two years than I ever could have learned in 10 years in graduate business programs. Third, I knew of people around Heard, and even by C-level standards, he was a bit loopy. Uh, that team of folks were there to protect Heard's carefully crafted corporate image. That image was how he guaranteed massive sums of money and compensation and armies to protect his image. If you conduct your own research about how Heard tended to manage the firms he ran, you'll understand why. Let's just say some of Heard's methods were a bit, uh, well, <laughs> something he didn't want to become public. So my point is, how does this relate to Singleton's program? If senior executives take these steps to protect their image and property elements along with, with it, there are lessons to be learned, uh, even for the average person. Uh, also, if such methods work for them, they can work for you. I've known many business owners who, because of the nature of their companies, spend a lot of time in court. Uh, as a result, they ask for a lot of details about court cases to be kept in what's called in-camera, uh, which is just for the judge's eyes and not in the public's uh, interest to disclose that. Either that or the records are sealed. Now, I realize the legal topic is frustrating for many people, and you're not alone. Uh, equally, remember, you must fight the right kind of fight when it comes 
to the coup shots. You don't argue about your religious beliefs uh, or the U.S. president not having the legal right to issue such an order, both of which are true. Uh, those are clickbait and distractions to keep you from the truth. You argue your existing rights under FDA 21 U.S. Code Section 360 triple B-3. Likewise, you do not argue about the First or Second Amendment when the Sixth is your real nuclear bomb option. Just some thoughts on that. The TV show Babylon 5 and the Shadows. Uh, going to need to dovetail the Committee of 300. I've recently read that book again, and uh, I know many people speak to it or talk about it. Um, and of course, that book was published in 1993, and it's kind of interesting. It seems to have taken a while, but folks have gotten around what, to what uh, the author was in, implying the world's elites were trying to achieve. But this goes to the TV show's uh, narrative around the two uh, very powerful races known as the Shadows and the Vorlons. Um, one argues about growing through being shepherded uh, or guided, in the case of the Vorlons, and the Shadows through conflict and pain. Uh, this is, again, another example of the truth as fiction. Uh, look at what occurred during the intelligence test of COVID. Look at Neil Stevenson's books. Uh, the movie Lucy with Scarlett Johansson or Patrick Ryan's comment about human consciousness. The universe is cryptographic. You cannot understand it through math and science alone. You need human imagination. Yet another example is uh, Spock from the first Star Trek movie when he encountered the giant machine V'ger and nearly went mad from the mind meld. When v asked V'ger, it, it was because the nameplate of Voyager Great. was, was uh, obstructed. And the, named the after aliens. Great. Yeah. The aliens who encountered it could only make out a couple of the letters. When asked in the movie what the great machine was missing, the character of Spock says, among other things, human creativity and compassion. Now, give me some room on this one. The Babylon 5 narrative, and there's an episode later in, in the uh, story arc where a human character encounters the, the shadows and the human rep as, as human representatives. And I played this scene on a prior show. The human character confronts the shadows and their representatives by saying, you're destroying entire races. You're destroying entire worlds because of this ideology of yours. And the shadows respond by saying, yes, that is unfortunate, but you can't let, the, the, uh, can't let that get in the way of the dream. To the shadows, the end justifies the means. And this is, again, another example of, of truth through fiction in the mindset of the Davos or the globalist crowd. Now, by the way, for you fans of Babylon 5, uh, J. Michael Straczynski has recently said they're going to reboot Babylon 5 as an animated program with many of the surviving actors providing the voices of the main characters. And you'll note, I didn't even say anything about Claudia Christian being one of the people voicing her own character. Romania. Uh, Hopefully it won't be woke because Babylon 5 was a masterpiece, man. It was a masterpiece, and I hope to God it doesn't go woke. That would just break my I'd be upset because they've ruined everything. I mean, they're, they're re... All this rebooted stuff has been, it's been, oh, it's, it pisses me off, man. But go ahead. The uh, topic of Romania, and as I often say, it's one of those things I know a lot about. Uh, if you get a chance to read the book, McMafia, about how during the Cold, it's about global mafia, but it, it talks about the history of Romania and Bulgaria and how during the Cold War, those countries were used by the Soviet Union to smuggle or pirate things the Soviet Union couldn't be caught doing. Uh, but the Soviet Union needed. Uh, since the end of the Cold War, some things have improved in those countries and others not. Um, for me personally, I've done a, a, a quite a bit of business with partner companies in Romania. And candidly, they do a much better job than some folks in Asia I could think of that I had to work with. Uh, 
Among recent disclosures about the Biden family in the news of late was the connection between them and some nefarious goings-on in Romania. Uh, this would be a great opportunity for me to point out and ask the question, by the way, who was recently arrested in Romania? Uh, that would be Andrew Tate, I believe. Yes. That's, that's that's Ro- a, it's a very fair country, Romania. No corruption there. That's not an endorsement of Andrew Tate, uh, in the words of an old buddy of mine from Kentucky. I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying. Um, By the way, uh, just a reminder, if you want a full poster map of the many members of the Biden family and with whom they've been doing business, uh, go check out the anti-neocon website with Ryan Dawson. Uh, That would be www.ancreportoneword.com. Go to the main page and click the option at the top for the shop. Uh, I would also point out that you can also buy on that web, uh, website the Epstein map, uh, the map of the timeline of the anthrax breakout, Numex, and the list goes on. Um, I actually own the Epstein map and the, uh, the Biden family map, and uh, Ryan has already updated both with new material. Uh, The ownership thing with private equity. Uh, Remember, folks, you'll hear or see statements about BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street Advisors, and others who own 2 or 5 or 7% of some major company. Uh, That, my friends, is not the thing to be paying attention to. You need to pay attention to what those voting rights give those private equity firms for who they can put on the boards of directors of those firms. However, even that is not the issue. Uh, as I mentioned, when I had those Fortune 50 folks working for me who'd retired, uh, they told me the following. They pointed out to me on a number of occasions, naming names of a whole class of former C-level executives who serve on boards of directors for corporations or foundations. That's all they do. And further confirmation of kind of this reality came in some dealings I had with Caterpillar. Uh, one of Caterpillar's vendors uh, was trying to deploy a project that was running into a lot of problems. And it was getting into some serious crunch time about this thing needs to needs to be able to be turned on in the next six months. What are we going to do about it? And what happened was members of Caterpillar's board of directors went to the board of the vendor's firm and essentially said, get this thing fixed because this makes us all look bad. Now, let me boil that down. A great number of the people who serve on corporate boards serve on the boards of several other companies at the same time. It's a very lucrative job for little work and a lot of name recognition, including private jets, take you to the meetings. Some of the people that were working for me sat on boards of directors and described themselves as being neophytes because they knew of former colleagues from major corporations who were their former colleagues who were serving on 10 or 15 boards all at one time. So back to what my colleagues were telling me and about the Caterpillar example. If a single board member of a board gets whacked, gets kicked off that board for whatever reason, they're going to lose all their spots on all the other boards of directors where they sit. It's about the value of your reputation. Please remember my comments about Mark Hurd. And in this world, that can go south quickly. But wait, there's more. If you sit on a lot of the same boards as a person who gets removed for whatever reason, That makes you look bad and could hurt your reputation. So BlackRock and all the other private equity firms, they don't need to influence the vote for every single board member on a board. There's 10 to 20 people, it depends, on most of these boards. They just need to influence maybe one or two people because that one person sitting on that board is with other people BlackRock got voted onto boards of other companies. 
everyone on those boards of directors owes everyone else on those boards and everyone else owes BlackRock a favor. All those interrelationships matter. Just a threat to a single board member by BlackRock or a colleague could influence up to 10 corporations at one time. For instance, you need them all to adopt ESG as a corporate policy. Speaking of money, uh, it's been discussed by many on Rogue. We'll continue to see the gradual failure of banks in the months ahead. Tom Luongo is correct. If this was, quote unquote, the market, uh, this would have all happened at once. This is a controlled detonation. Uh, that said, several of the banks purchasing these assets of the defaulted banks will become more powerful as will their executives. Yes, Jamie Dimon at J.P. Morgan is one of those. Keep an eye on statements those folks may be saying in the months ahead or around the time of the election. Also, it's more than possible, depending on events occurring around the time of the upcoming U.S. election, the Fed may slow or reduce rates. The long-term goal, though, is to raise them. Another data point to monitor, and unfortunately I don't have the data handy, is what kind of travel is taking place this summer or to what degree are consumers spending on travel. If Americans and others continue to hold off on travel, you can expect another economic hit from that. Speaking of economic hits, we have Argentina posted on Discord last night a Yahoo News article saying Argentina's currency has nearly collapsed at this point. This has been going on for some time, and as friends of mine who help high net worth families have been making the wealthy of Argentina feel home in various parts of the United States, as is often the case, the wealthy of certain South American countries tend to ride out these economic problems outside the country until things cool off. It pays to have your own intelligence resources to warn you about the economy. Argentina has liquidated nearly all of their international reserves, and they have few, if any, options to prop up their currency. Now, let's pause for a moment. Remember, Argentina does tend to go through something like this periodically, darn near almost every 10 years. Among other reasons, because like a lot of South American countries, their elite are impervious to the legal system. So they just kind of run amok in the economy. There's a crash. The elites leave town before it hits. The currency's revalued. And the elites may or may not come home, depending on the weather in the south of France. Argentina is already flirting with 104% inflation at this point, so a, a currency failure, well, you can imagine what will happen to inflation. So what are your takeaways? Well, first, Argentina has an election coming up this October. Hmm. Why does that seem familiar? Because Bolivia, Peru, and Chile were all impacted by outside parties messing with their elections to influence global commodity prices. Also, per oilprice.com, all of of all of South America's oil producers, Argentina is number five. Now, am I saying this is because of oil? No, there's a lot of contributing factors here. Heck, given the current perpetual friction between Argentina and Brazil, maybe some people in Brazil wanted to share the economic malaise they have with Argentina. At the same time, if oil prices are shaky right now because of the unknowns like the global economy and China's resumption of higher demand, removing a source of oil will help stabilize prices. We certainly saw that in the case of Iraq after the, the uh, Iraq invasion in 03. Without a doubt, though, for a country as significant as Argentina, this is by design and pieces are being moved on the chessboard for a reason. A little bit of, oh, I wouldn't say ancient history, but it was about 50 plus years ago. Kent State University in Ohio, for those of you who are aware of your Vietnam era history, uh, a face-off between National Guard personnel and the students at Kent State University in May of 1970 resulted in four dead students. Even for law and order types during that era, there was anger over the shootings. 
However, even in that era, there were questions being asked on several unknowns. Did the National Guard personnel fire their weapons? Yes, but the total shots heard does not match with the rounds used. There were rumors students were wounded or killed were hit by non-military issue ammunition. Several of the famous photos and key leaders on campus that day were not even from that school and were transported in. Blacklisted News has a new article about Kent State I posted on Discord a few nights ago. They add to that list the importance of the buildings who burned down on campus didn't have any students or protesters even near them when they burned down. Even the protesters who were active for those protests said they had nothing to do with the burning of the buildings. Another important takeaway is is it was only when those buildings were burned down that caused the National Guard to even show up. Are you getting the picture yet? How scripted was this? This reeked of being a setup to invigorate new blood to join the protest movement. The reason is, by 1970, the fire was starting to go out of the protest movement. Sure, plenty of people were against the war, but the protests had started to die down considerably. Plus, if you do the math, and there's no other way to say this, the protest movement was reaching its zenith, if you will, during the junior and senior years of certain college students in 67 and 68. By 1970, that batch or cadre of college students had all graduated and the students coming up behind them weren't as motivated to maintain this level of protest. One could argue if Kent State shootings had worked, the movement would have found new inspiration. PSYOPs have been going on a long, long time. Gerald Salente said something in his newsletter on May 2nd who really struck home, and this goes back to the banking issue. Several of the big banks who are buying other distressed banks, let's say If J.P. Morgan had tried to purchase First uh, Republic outright, it would have been blocked on the grounds of being anti-competitive. Under current circumstances, it's being tolerated because there's a quote-unquote crisis. How much bigger will the major banks become now? How will that tie in with the new economy and the move to digital? Stay tuned. To paraphrase another famous line from Babylon 5, your race came out of the last war stronger and more powerful. How much stronger and powerful will you be after this war? The second item from Gerald was concerning Europe and that Europe's in kind of a quandary right now. They just eliminated a lot of nuclear power plants, especially in Germany, who now has zero in favor of green energy. Rogue listeners are aware of what the price tag was supposed to be for that global energy transition to green energy, around $130 trillion over 20 years or so. As we have also told you on Rogue, a number of key factors of that green transition are in trouble. Not to worry, though, according to Gerald Salente, NATO countries are committing to a 30% increase in military spending over what they spent back in 2013. Of course, some in Europe are asking, how can we possibly deploy green energy and also spend huge sums on the military? Well, we it's see. easy. You make a green military with electric tanks, electric uh, everything, man. It's wonderful. Right. Because you know, the, the geniuses in the West, you know, we're ready, bro. We're ready to fight. Because a green military is how you do it. Yeah. Uh, Something a little lighthearted, Huntsville, Alabama, and I think I brought this up before. Uh, Huntsville is the home to both the NASA NASA Marshall Space Flight Center and the Army Redstone Arsenal. Uh, It started out as a joke uh, on local radio, but it actually became a thing. Uh, The minor league baseball team in that city is the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Uh, Oh, nice. Their logo is a little panda riding a trash can into orbit. Uh, which I thought was kind of funny. (laughs) Uh, Closing thought, and just a reminder, um, I've noticed a number of comments on on, uh, YouTube uh, about our programs and so on by a number of folks that are out there. 
just a reminder, um, we are often here at Rogue, we are often not on that network or we get kicked off that network. So just another reminder, please do consider setting up uh, access to either Twitch or Rumble so you can see our shows live. Yeah. Uh, there's no, and we, there's we no will problem. have a live streaming set up uh, with Rumble very shortly, just having some tech issues with the streaming software that we're currently using. Yeah, there's no there's no cost in that, folks. If you if you just need to set up an account, and then of course, as always, uh, our website uh, www.roguenews.com, Rogue News being one word, uh, for any of our historical content. If you scroll down to the bottom of the page, uh, you'll see each of the different hosts, whether it's Gus or myself or or uh, Jet or others. Uh, there's a, like a big cube there, and you can just click that, and it'll pull up all of our historical shows. So, just making sure we don't we keep <laughs> we keep trying to get you folks over on on YouTube to make sure you got some backups because it it uh, it does it does worry me, or I feel bad for folks when they say things like, "Oh, I thought you guys were off the air. I'm glad to see you're back after six months." It's like we never left, but uh, the man doesn't always appreciate what we say over there. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, consider consider some of our other venues. Uh, with that, that's uh, what I had for today, uh, V. I yield the floor. No, great show, man. I think you covered the gambit and uh, of everything. Um, I have nothing else to add. I mean, it was a very well said. Um, we have a lot of things to be watching out for and uh, to really look out for, especially in the coming days and weeks that are ahead for all of us. It's going to be challenging. Uh, pain is coming, folks. Pain is coming, but we are, you know, watching it as uh, things heat up over here. Um, anything you want to say, Bellas, before we close out? Yeah, just uh, my thanks to Hobo Sermons for the reminder that uh, they also have the mail-in ballot shenanigans there in Thailand. Uh, there's a national election in Thailand tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you know, in Thailand, much like, uh, I mean, Singapore is about as stable as you can get, but Thailand, Indonesia, there's a couple spots there in Southeast Asia that, that I mean, nothing against them, their governments or their people, but it's just uh, kind of like South America. You're, those folks have always been at the mercy of other bigger powers. So those, those are the countries that can go sideways pretty quick out of the, out of the blue is as I was referencing my comment about some of the retired executives I used to work with, uh, one of the services, the, Many of them used were these uh, extradition services that not a lot of questions were asked, but it was like if you're on a company business trip from Belgium to South Africa and something goes sideways, um, there were these people, uh, what do you call it, that you could contact and they would uh, come get you, <laughs> and get you out of the country. <laughs> and uh, I used to ask my folks at dinner, I'm like, uh, him or me, uh, you know, former special forces from where and they're like well it's funny there's a lot of eastern europeans a lot of ex-us military but one of the one of the guys from uh all state insurance looks at me and he goes i always make sure my team is is ex-south africans they're the best yeah, they are. i'm like well obviously you had to use the service <laughs> that's a whole other problem uh yeah algo cowboy the militarized censorship uh there's just so much there dude uh on the zero hedge piece i i uh yeah just too much for today's show, but yeah, folks, by the way, is good. Klaus Schwab says we have nothing to worry about. Yeah, he's not long for this world. Um, no, he's not. Thank God. Yeah, but uh, continue, continue to check the Discord pages, folks. Uh, you know, there's a lot of content there. I've noticed of late that we've, um, I wouldn't call it surges, but we've we've kind of have like a quiet period, and then there's a day or two there where there's there's a number of postings or what have you. But but overall, just my own observation. And perhaps some things will change in the next few weeks. I don't know necessarily that I want to see this change. Um, but 
the amount of news and analysis just the last few weeks has kind of slowed down. Um, I don't know if everybody's taking a breath right now or, or something's coming. Who knows? Uh, I jokingly reached out to a friend of mine who kind of watches, uh, what do you call it? The, the stars, shall we say. And, and much like the comment I jokingly made about uh, whatever it was, we've got a five plan and alignment. And then, of course, the next thing we know, the day of that, we have a, a shooting in a school. Um, there's nothing really celestially I can think of. Some of you may have come across something that, that has a different perspective, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's the old, it's the old rule folks. Keep your swivel on and your powder dry and just, just always be mindful that something could happen at any time. But that said right now, there, there, uh, seems like folks are just kind of taking a breath right now before we move into the next crazy craziness. Absolutely. Very well said. Folks, with that being said, we have a Harley uh, next, so keep it locked and loaded right here. And with that being said, we're over and out. Enjoy your weekends. Happy Mother's Day. Harley's next.